Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tune Review, uh, where tonight is uh, just basically summing up the news, uh, talking about what's gone on over the weekend, and of course, the friendly yesterday with the 3-2 victory against Gateshead. Uh, it, it wasn't a great first half, we have to say, but uh, listen, thank you, everybody that tuned in for the watch along. We had record numbers yesterday for a friendly. Uh, incredible. Uh, two, almost two and a half thousand people watching. Uh, you know, we, we haven't hit that. Uh, we're hoping that is just the start for this season. Of course, uh, Tuesday night's game against Rangers. You can hear that live uh, right here on the Toon Review as well. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Hello. Uh, right. Well, we may as well start with yesterday. Well, no, we're not going to start with yesterday because what I do want to do is uh, pronounce uh, this player. Uh, I mean, Alex, you can pronounce. I'm going to call him KK. I did mm-hmm. call him. I did call him him earlier on in the transfer window when we were linked with him quite a lot. So I'm just going to call him KK for the for the benefit of everybody that I don't pronounce his name wrong. Um, mm-hmm. Now, apparently, we've gone in with an 82 million pounds uh, offer, uh, which is incredible because on the flip side of that, we're trying to sell Maxi to make money to get Harvey Barnes. Uh, what do you make of all that, Alex, so far? Yeah, so Kvichak Faradskelia is, is Mr. KK from Napoli. Yeah, um, he's just called KK to me. I'll, I'll never be able to pronounce that. Even if he comes to us and we commentate on him, he'll be KK. Um, yeah, so I think the rumour originated in Saudi, uh, from, what I, from what I can remember when I was researching this. I think it, it surfaced in Saudi, as did the Maxi links as well. Um mm. And then it got picked up by Italian Italian journalists. It's been recycled by our media, although all of our media put exclusive at the front of it, even though it's been recycled. It's been, literally been pushed around for three or four, well, like three days now. Um, yeah, uh, none of it makes any sense, to be honest. All the journalists are getting really offended when we call them out. However, they're all telling us completely different things and they've all got different sources. Um, so, you know, it's not that we're, it's not that we're arguing with your profession. We, you know, most of them have got integrity. Mm-hmm. They've got their sources. They trust their sources. Fair enough. But there's a there's a there's just such a miscommunication of everything um, in all these stories and links and budgets, players, outgoings, incomings, FFP salaries. It's just all complete nonsense. Uh, some of it's prob- obviously some of it's right. Some of it's not right. You know, is it the club? Um, putting out false leads is, is maybe that's nonsense. Maybe that's overcomplicating it. Maybe it's just wrong, wrong from the sources. Well, it's it's just a mess at the moment. Um, apart from the, the only clarity we got was Eddie Howe's interview really, which helped a, a little bit. Well, I mean, he did say that, uh, you know, that the interview he did with Keith Downey, that he needs players in, uh, he understands that, but also he's, he's under a budget, which is very interesting for him to come out and say, uh, listen, he's not going to come out and say, oh, we've got so many pounds to spend or anything like that. He's going to do it uh, internally uh, with the club. He's not He's not going to give anything away. Um, Danielle, good evening to you. I uh, hope you're well, uh, sis. Uh, I don't want Maxi to leave. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Um, I'll just you to do it. Well, <laughs> I had some people tell me he had a bad game yesterday. Oh, no, I'm not having it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that... having it. If that doesn't prove the witch hunt, I don't know what does. I mean, Billy, you did the commentary with me yesterday, and 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 you know what it is. We, we saw Maxi. You know, it, I, I'm not taking any of this bollocks saying, "Oh, well, it was only Gateshead," because I'm I'm not subscribing to any of that bollocks, right? From the off, what I'm saying is, 
what I saw on the pitch yesterday. And that was Maxi performing brilliantly, up to his usual high standard. And, and that's all we said. You know, if Maxi can play like this and stay fit, then that's the Maxi we need in the side. But also, Eddie Howbilly came out and said yesterday that, you know, he, he responded to the, um, the reports of him leaving and said that, you know, he, he doesn't want him to go. He's, he's, he's a great lad. He's come back fighting fit. He's come back in the right frame of mind. Where do you stand on it all? Um, I noticed how much bulky he looked uh, mm. in his upper body. I noticed the attitude was, which to me hasn't been questionable, but it was exemplary yesterday. He led from the front. He chased every ball, pressurised on his own at times, got a little frustrated at times when he was the only one doing it. Um, and his skills are always mercurial. So to me, he was, it, was, it was fantastic yesterday. And so I was mm. saying it's doing it against Gateshead. But he did it against Man City last year, against the best right-back in, in, in the world, Kyle Walker. Yeah, he did. So, he did. so you know, he, he can do that against anybody. He's a fantastic player. And to me, I'd, I'd like to see him stay, personally. Well, I think, it, he, I, think, I think we can carry him with us. I really do. I think, I think he's that good. I think he can be whatever he wants yeah. to be. It seems very strange, though, doesn't it, that, that you know, we're, we're going in for... Um, I, I, I'm being told to call him Vivar as well, whoever this... You know, instead of the, the surname that he is, but... Look, it seems strange, £82 million for him. And then, you know, other reports are saying, well, you know, we need to sell Maxi in order to get the funds for um, for Harvey Barnes. So whether that's, you know, whether we're going in for, for KK with a bit of a, a different, uh, you know, structured offer uh, and they're looking to pay fully up front for Harvey Barnes. I mean, it could be that, Alex, couldn't it? No, I don't think we're in for KK at all. I personally... Well, all right, just shoot me down from the highest guys. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just going off what I'm reading, Alex. I feel. I don't think we'd spend that even if we had it. Um, e- even if out of, out of yeah, thin air yeah. we managed to get decent bids for Hendrick, Hayden, Lewis, Lascelles, and Sel Maxi, I don't think we'd spend that on on one winger. I think we'd break it up into chunks and fill the positions that are needed, like right sided centre half, left back, a wide forward. I don't think we'd spend that much on one position. Uh, you know, and, and Mason, mate, ASM had a woeful first half. I, I, we, we yes, need to, I don't we know what game you were watching. It. I mean, it's yeah, it, it's everybody's uh, you know opinion. Obviously, he, he put Lewis clear through on goal one on one, and he put Longstaff clear through one on one, and so he would have had a th- shot on goal had Longstaff not took the frigging ball yeah. off him. Yeah, um, so... you know how we, you know, I mean, look, everyone's going to have their opinion on ASM, but this is this is always going to be a case until this that transfer window closes. Uh, Billy, there's always going to be rumours about Maxi staying or Maxi going. I mean, it seems to me that there's, there is a lot of, you know, reports out there that we are looking to offload him to bring in Harvey Barnes. I've heard it on numerous radio stations today. So it's not like it's um, it's just these clickbait people. There's a lot of reports on it. Um, now, is Harvey Barnes, you know, a direct replacement for Maxi? I, I don't know. And I, I don't know what we get out of selling Maxi and bringing Barnes in. I don't know whether that upgrades the squad or it doesn't. No, to me, it makes no sense to sell a player to fund a bid for a player to me that's inferior. All right, mm. his numbers look good, but I want to see entertainment on the pitch. And I want to see entertainers that, that, that will improve. And Maxi's going to improve. There's no doubt about that. We saw it yesterday. You know, the, the difference in his, his game from some occasions a year ago, 18 months ago, he looks a better player. He looks, he looks like he's really gone away. There's someone worked on himself. Um, yeah. Just keep himself fit, and I think he'll be a massive, massive star for us. And I think you'll see the figures to, to match with it. And we've mm-hmm. never had him for, con, con, you know, consistent 
long period of time. It's the injuries that have really ruined him. But yeah. Per minute, he's as good as anybody, stats-wise. Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up the injuries, Alex. I mean, you know, is it... Are Newcastle looking to, you know, this is just, again, playing devil's advocate, but are, are Newcastle United looking to offload Maxi in order to, because it's nothing to do with his, his his capabilities as a footballer, it's his injuries. We can't rely on him to stay fit for long periods of time where we actually need him. Um, and, you know, towards the end of the season, obviously we we used Isak and we, we experimented a bit on the left-hand side. I don't think that's where Eddie wants to play Isak next season. So is it because they don't just that it's his fitness that is the problem? It's nothing to do with what he's like as a footballer. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, I think I think it's it's definitely worth mentioning what Billy said because it's the key point here. Is all of the early training work he's done behind the scenes? He looked like he was the fittest player on the pitch, or at least the fittest player for us, uh, which was surprising to be fair because it's always been a case of. You know, he he always needed to be nursed up to standard and up to fitness because he was, you know, relying on his talent. And I think he's clocked on and I'm I'm happy he's finally done that. He's clocked on that he needs to be ahead of the game if he's going to be included. Mm-hmm. He looked um, physically a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger, a little bit quicker. Um, yeah, he did. And then his, his tracking back and, and a few, you know, gave away a foul. Um, I mean, fair enough. He missed the ball, but he, he you know, a little twenty-yard dash to try and recover the ball, sliding in. Well, I think he the took. Side. One. I remember that incident, um, and I said to Billy at the time, I think he just took one for the team because Gates yeah. had. I mean, he missed away, it, but... but at the same time, I'm proud he tried it. If that makes any sense, it's mm-hmm. nice to see him trying that kind of thing. Um, and then the offensive output is definitely there. Um, if you know, you've you've got to factor in that if the people if the people he's putting through are, you know, it's Bruno and and Tanali and Isak instead of Lewis and Longstaff. Those are two goals and two assists for Maxi. He also put Anderson clean through in the second half and Anderson missed somehow from... So that was three additional assists he really should have got. So mm-hmm. that he could have he could have walked out of that game with four assists quite comfortably because he actually got the one yeah. for Anderson. Um, I mean, we said, we said at the start, Billy, didn't we, at the start of the commentary, you know, five, six minutes into the game, we said that Maxi looked really fired up, didn't we? And and, and looked like he, he had a point to prove, whether it was against Gateshead or not. He wanted to give Eddie Howe a very difficult decision when it, it comes to picking that side or indeed uh, letting him go. Um, I just think that, you know, Eddie made a point yesterday of when, when they changed his position as well, because he, let's be honest, first half, when people are saying he didn't play well, he was given sort of a free role uh, as a striker and, and coming back as a number 10 and he couldn't get into the game because we just had too many people on the left-hand side. It was it was getting ridiculous at times. But then second half, he switched him to left wing and suddenly Newcastle dominated. And that had definitely something to do with Maxi moving to the left. Without a doubt. I mean, to be fair to him, of, of all the players in the first half that did adjust to it, the hotspot system that we played, um, Maxi was the best at it. He, was, cause he, he likes to float about. And he was dropping deep and he was getting as much of the ball as he could. And he was our best player first half by a country mile. Second mm-hmm. half, he was even better when he was on that left side and he was take, beating his play for fun, setting up chances for fun. Just had a phenomenal game. You know, for the first game of the, of the season, pre-season game, I thought it was awesome. I really did. And I really, uh, I mean, we again, we said this at uh, Jim commentary in the second half. We were really excited as to how well he seemed to team up with uh, Elliot Anderson in the second half. There was some lovely little touches between the two of them. Uh, and of yeah. course, you know, Maxi set Elliot's goal up and then Elliot set Maxi's up and they looked like really on par with each other, Alex. And that, that was really good to see. 
Yeah, it's it's quite nice. It's a nice thing to have because he he has the same sort of understanding with Isak as well. He needs Ooh. somebody with a bit more technical ability to be on his level because um, there were a few moments where he was trying a little one-two uh, and nobody was on his level, but it was only really Anderson that was kind of reading the play. Um, and Isak did that at the back end of last season as well. Everything was going through them too. Um, it, it was really, really nice to see. Um, mm. And in terms of the, the injury thing as well, I, I forgot to finish my point off, but um, I think that's also one of the reasons why they're working on the fitness in the way they are. Mm-hmm. I think that they're aware that if they want to try and get 30 games out of him next season, maybe more, um, he needed to try kind of change his game, change the way he trains, maybe recovers. Um, it looks like they've done that. So mm. we'll see. Well, uh, but uh, can, the... I, can I just say what, one yeah, last yeah, sure, thing as yeah. well? Yeah. I do think it's win-win, by the way. And a, f- a few Maxi haters in there saying, is this the Maxi show? Well, yeah, because we're, we're, li- we're linked with transfers in and all of them are dependent on whether he goes. So it's kind of a big topic right now. Um, but I think right now we've got to a point, especially he looks really good. He's not injured. He's had a good showing against Gateshead. This is win-win for us because I think he either goes for a decent fee or he stays and plays well for us. I think those are the two options. I think if we get really unlucky, he stays and gets injured, which would be a shame. But I think it's going to be one of the two positives. We either get a yeah. really good fee for him, or he stays and we get a decent player next season. Um, so I think that's that's good either way for us, really. I mean, I, t- I, I, I get very confused what people actually want to listen to sometimes, because Maxi is one of our major stars. He's one of the major news stories at the moment. And that's what we are going to talk about is the major news stories, whether it be Maxi or another player. But Maxi is in the headlines at the minute, and we we have to discuss that as a Newcastle United channel. You know, it, it's not the Maxi show. We're talking about, you know, is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Is that going to free up money for Harvey Barnes, etc.? It's all part of the circle. So we have to talk about Maxi. And quite frankly, you know, I've seen some comments about Craig Hope saying he looked heavy and poor in the first half. I don't know what people are watching. Quite, quite honestly, I do not understand what people mm. are watching because he set so many chances up in that first half yesterday and went to the next level in the second half. Yes, he was, a, he was much better second half because he was allowed to play his proper position. But the first half, he was out of position. It was the first preseason game of the, of, of the season. He's missed a lot of the back end of last season due to injury. What do people expect? I mean, I mean if, we, if we want to talk about senior players... Um... In that well, game, we'll, who started? We will come on to a couple, Alex. Long Don't you worry about that. But we'll move away from Maxi now because obviously we've spoke about him and we've we've had our say on him. But come on, just stop the pure hatred for him. You know, I've given Maxi a lot of stick on this channel, but yesterday I thought he was a very very bright spark in what was a very dull first half. Much better second, but you know that people will have their opinion. But I, I just I mean, we'll we'll agree to disagree. One, on one thing that's been added to Maxi's profile in FBRF. So you know Rayan Cherky that everybody's gone bonkers for. Everybody yeah. wants Rayan Cherky now after the under twenty one showings and Leon. Yeah. He's broken through. Everybody's gone mad about Rayan Cherky. The yeah. closest stat match, the person who he profiles closest to in Europe, is, is Maxi. literally Maxi. Yeah, it is. Uh, so well, you know, just try and get Maxi firing. An injury free. Um, yeah. Geordie Boy, thank you for your £5 super chat. He says, I want Maxi to stay for the exciting season to come. Um, time will tell on it. Now, talking about senior players, uh, we'll start with the goalkeeper. Um, because Carl Darlow, um, look, I know he's wanted by championship clubs and, and, and quite frankly, sell him. I mean, he, he, you know, he wasn't very confident in the goal in that first half yesterday. Um it was his, you know, he should have done a lot better with gathering the ball up 
before the gates had play slammed it in the net. Yes, it was poor defending between the two centre-backs to let the ball drift over the top of them. But he's got to be out there. But then in the second half, you see the difference. And you see Loris Karius, um, you know, sweep a keeping like Nick Pope did. Every long ball the gates had hit over the top. Billy, he was out. He was controlling the ball. He was then just laying it off to the defenders and letting them, you know, bring the ball out. Um, you know, so if we're talking about goalkeepers, it was chalk and cheese yesterday for me. Uh, and, you know, Karius looked looked fit. He looked uh, agile. He came for a couple of crosses and held on. And I thought he was he made a brilliant save as well, let's not forget. Um, I thought he was excellent. It's the calmness he shows. I think he, the calmness he shows holds the defence in front of him. Uh, Savage and Byrne had Darlow behind him and looked shaky because of it. I, th- mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. I thought I thought Darlow was absolutely atrocious yesterday. I really do. I thought he had no confidence in himself, uh, no composure, wrong decision making, at fault for the second goal. I thought partly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carriers came on, just looked a completely different player. Just calm, composed, did all the right things, read the game much better, and he's a far better goalkeeper. I hope he's our number two this year because I really do think he's an excellent goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I really do as well. Uh, Basil Brush, haven't seen you for a long time. Hope you're well. Uh, I was there yesterday. Uh, she says Maxi wasn't performing first off, but turned it around second. I mean, it, 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 he's always going to swing opinion. There is absolutely no doubt about it. He put uh, two people through one-on-one. How Alex, is that not good enough? Alex, we're, we're brushing It just doesn't make sense, now. though. People have their opinions. Uh, Burn was shite yesterday, says Carlos. Um, well... I mean, look, let's let's name a couple of the senior players who, who didn't perform yesterday. Um, I mean, look, Dan Byrne, I don't know what the hell was the matter with Dan Byrne. Uh, you know, what I would like to say is I thought Savage looked quite decent in the first half. Second half, young Alex Murphy looked better than Dan Byrne when they were playing together at centre-halves. Um, he, he, that kid has got a good future. And a lot of the kids, which we'll come on to um, a, a bit later, you know, installed a lot of confidence in me. But Dan Byrne was all over the place. Sean Longstaff, I mean, you know, we praise him a lot now for his performances on the pitch. Um, and I know, yes, it's first game of the season, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to hammer him or anything like that. Don't be daft. It's, it is first game of the season. It's pre-season. Um, but some of his mistakes yesterday were Sunder League dreadful, Alex. They, they were actually Sunder League dreadful. Yeah, look, I think I think Sean Longstaff gets a pass um, in the same yes, that Botman had one or two games, you know, but Botman had 25 great games and then two absolute horror show games. Like it happens. It happens. Oh. You know, he absolutely he ran. He literally steam trained someone to give away a penalty like um, and Longstaff had one of those days where his fitness didn't look like it was too bad at all. It was just his pass, his, his passes, his decision making, his uh, positional awareness um, predicting a bounce, it was just all a little bit off, um, and it happened three or four times, and it just made him look a bit like look look like a bit of a clown. Um, and it's just a shame because we know we know Sean is one of those players where he needs three or four games, and when he's had three or four games, he's fine. He's a rock. He's sturdy. He's consistent. Um, that's kind of it'll be fine. It's it's just pretty, it's one of those things. The same as Dan Byrne as well. I think it was so many changes. So many players in different positions. I mean, hats off to Gateshead as well. You can talk about the standard of technical ability of players, but, you know, 
um, there's not going to be too much difference in terms of speed um, and, and pressing, especially in the first 30 minutes. And that's why Gates said, you know, they came out of the blocks really, really fast. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. If you've got 11 athletes sprinting around at you as hard as they can for the first half an hour, it is going to be tough to deal with. Um, and, you know, they were rusty and their, te- their technical ability being a little bit rusty. It really did show for, for Burn and Longstaff, especially in the first half an hour. It wasn't. It wasn't well, we, great. We, we did say that yesterday, Billy, that, you know, Gateshead are a little bit further forward in their preseason. Um, obviously, they've played a couple of games that, that they played our friends from down the road last week. Uh, again, led the game 2-0 at half time and lost 3-2. Um, I, I think that's something Mike Williamson will probably look at as to why. Well, I don't think but, Savage was great either, by the way. Well, that's fair enough. Um, what I will say is, you know, we were very impressed with Gateshead football in the first half, Billy. They played some nice stuff. And, you know, if they can transfer that into their uh, National League campaign this season, then I don't think they're going to be anywhere near relegation. I think the way they knock the ball around, uh, you know, the, the, the try and play out from the back all the time, whether it was successful or not, some of it was a little bit risky, but they, they did. And they've got some good players there who um, I think quite surprised us yesterday because, you know, the, the way they were going in for tackles and things like that, they wanted that yesterday, obviously playing the neighbours from over the river. Uh, so it, it meant a lot to Gateshead and credit to them. Yeah, they, they, they engaged a really, really frenetic press first half um, and it caught our players out and Sean Longstaff got caught out twice doing it. Um, yeah. I think Sean Longstaff benefits from playing in a regimented structure, which yesterday's eleven didn't have. There were players just playing because they were the fixed ones there. There was no positional strength to it or any, any no. balance at all to it. I think Sean Longstaff benefits from a bit of structure in the side, as Jamie Carragher would say, structure. Um, but he didn't have it yesterday and he got caught out twice because of it. He was pretty poor. Yeah. I mean, look, people are saying in the chat it was Gateshead and, and we should be running rings around Gateshead. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's like Alex said, it, it's it's not... A, yesterday wasn't about football and ability because it was our first pre-season game of this. You know, and, and Gateshead, you know, when a team's... We see that in, in cup games, season in, season out, that mm-hmm. smaller teams. It's happened to us. You know, look at Cambridge United. There was no way, despite I know the fact that, you know, the takeover had just gone through and we had a lot of, well, a lot of those players are actually still with us. So, you know, you look at the Cambridge game, you think, right, Cambridge really wanted that. And despite the fact that, you know, they were playing much better footballers, whether you like it or not, that's how it was. And unfortunately, that's what happens in football. But this was, we know it's a preseason friendly. But we There's a reason our three goals came in the second half. Yeah, but we're talking about the match. You know, whether it was Gateshead or not, we, we can still talk about the performances and stuff. It doesn't mean anything, because like Alex said before, the likes of Longstaff and Byrne, they'll be all right. You know, they were just they just had shaky games yesterday. That's fine. You know, but, you know, as long as by the time we take on Aston Villa, all those players are at 100% ready to go and switched on, that's fine. We know it's preseason. The Rangers game on Tuesday, I think, is going to be an entirely different kettle of fish because there's 8,000 Newcastle fans going to be there. There's going to be a packed-out Ibrox. I genuinely think that Newcastle have some agreement that they are going to play a very strong side, hence why a lot of the big names weren't involved yesterday. I think they'll be playing against Rangers on, on Tuesday, and I think it's going to be an excellent game, and I think it will be quite a physical game, Billy. 100%. It's a, it's a massive old kind of old enemy kind of game, isn't it? England v Scotland, uh, Rangers well, traditionally have got a very hostile crowd. Uh, Newcastle fans going in there in the, in the droves, that they'll make themselves heard. It's a massive game in front of the lights and eyebrows, which is a fantastic stadium. 
fantastic place to play, and it'll be a, a really, really good game. I think it'll be tough mm. as well. I think it'll be, there'll be t- tackles flying around. Yeah, it'll be well worth watching. Uh, Stuart reckons we need to all to have a shave. Um, no. Uh, Chipper says KK is a smoke screen. Why 82 million as well? It's a very odd amount. Uh, Revenger says, okay, sell Maxi where? Only link is Saudi. No other Euro club have been consistently linked with him. Uh, that's a very good point. There's no links coming from anywhere else. Um, Knight of Need Gaming says, can't remember where I saw it, but our biggest signing this window will be the new coach being brought in to solve the injury problems. Uh, yeah, there's some, some fitness guy has come in. Yeah, hopefully make it make a big difference. Um, now we'll talk about the kids guys, because I think this, this is big for me watching those kids yesterday. And, and we said it between me and Billy, we were very surprised from sort of 65 minutes onwards where the, the, you know, they made the huge changes and a lot of the kids were on how they dominated that game in the second half. They continued to press and you could see Alex in the, the kids, how Eddie Howe's rubbed off on them as well, training with Eddie Howe and, and knowing how he likes to play the game, the passing, the movement, the pressing, it was all there from the kids. And Lewis Miley stood out a mile. I mean, that, that's no pun intended, but he did. Uh, obviously set the goal up for Turner Cook. Uh, there is some very promising kids coming through. And the fact that, you know, we've brought some of these kids into the academy to strengthen it because we know it wasn't good enough in the past. Yeah, I think it's definitely starting to show now. I think the first the first indication that things had really changed was seeing Gordon in the, in the Euros. Um, and it felt like a completely different player to what we'd watched, you know, two months previous in the black and white shirt. It looked like he'd learned so much. Um, and the kids as well looked, you know, so much better. Um, I mean, Miley looked decent against Chelsea anyway, but it, 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 there wasn't really a drop off in, I don't want to say drop off in quality, but it doesn't always matter necessarily um, because we weren't playing. So we weren't, we weren't playing in that well where, in that way where we needed individual quality. We were playing passing sequences, keep yeah. the ball. We were playing certain patterns, drills, and it's what they've been trained to do. And they look like they've been trained to, to do it very well. And then the one player, obviously, well, the two players was obviously Lewis Miley and, and Jay Turner Cook, um, you know, who bro- kind of broke outside of that standard build-up passing sequence. Miley saw the opportunity to cut inside, um, saw the run and Jay, Jay Turner Cook was was switched on enough to realize that that was an option made the run um and then had the well had the skill to to open his body up and cool. hit it left footed and place it in the bottom corner um so it, it was a few things it was two pieces of individual quality from two youngsters as well as they they look really t- I mean I think one of them gave the the ball away once I'm not sure if it was Parkinson or um However, generally the passing sequences were quick, nippy, technical quality, lots of movement. Um, not used to it. It's a bit weird. I know, yeah. It's good to see. Um, Gareth Bascom, thank you for your £5 super chat. He says, Alex, on FB ref, progressive passes, are they passed directly before the assist? No. Um, so, I mean, I can read you out exactly what they are on FB ref. So, completed passes that move the ball towards the opponent's goal line at least 10 yards from its furthest point in the last six passes, or any completed pass into the penalty area, excludes, pa- excludes passes from the defending 40% of the pitch. Um, right. So it's it's about dangerous forward passing that's going to create stuff for you, basically. Yeah. Um, it, it's trying to measure that as a metric. Um, uh, the mighty winces there. Uh, did you see the a- ASM lookalike come on in the second half? Well, it was that that's Lucas Winnie. De Paul. Um, 
And uh, it wasn't. That's not Jabolis, Ndweni. Uh, no, who came on as 55 on the left? Ndweni wasn't 55. That was Lucas Debol. Yeah, Lucas Debol's white. It was Lucas Debol, definitely. He's the Maxi lookalike. He, he had the. No, Debol is white. 100%. Yeah, because his, bro- his brother's. I follow his brother on Twitter. Oh, well, I don't care white. anymore. I was looking at the wrong player, but there you go. Um, <laughs> John says, I do agree. Maxi was good, but you'd expect him to be good against Gateshead. Uh, Mubarak says, uh, I love Maxi, but he didn't play a big part of Newcastle making it to the top four. Uh, we played well without him. Uh, yes, definitely Andy only... Wendy. I just checked for you. All right. It's, you, Alex, you don't have to make your point more than once. You know, I, I did surrender well, and said but I got no, it wrong. But I, was, I wasn't sure if maybe I was wrong. I was just double checking to make oh, sure. Oh, God I forbid that ever happens. I mean, Jesus well, yeah. Christ, the, the world <laughs> would end. Uh, Ian says, The only way Maxi leaves is if NUSC get him a plum deal. It gets him out of his Lambo and into a Bugatti Veyron. Now, actually, I do want to talk about his car because I don't know whether you guys saw this on social media, but when he was getting out his car at the training ground, I mean, look, I'm all for, you know, if they've got the money, buy, the, buy whatever car they want. The thing is, Maxi gets out of the car in three stages. It was like watching Jeremy Clarkson when he's been driving a Lamborghini yeah. and it, he doesn't I mean, you talk about his injuries, right? Do you think <laughs> that might have... I'm, I'm being serious here. When he gets out of the car, I mean, if he's that low down and sort of in an uncomfortable position, that's not good for the body, surely. Oh, it's fine. He's not going to be in it very long, is he? Well, Alex, just just, I remember to trying to get in the front of a Porsche once. My mate had a Porsche, right? And I tried to get in the front of it. And it was literally like Fred Flintstone. I had, to, If I was going to drive that Porsche... I would have had to take the front seat out, right? And try yeah, to the back seat. Proportionally, a, a little bit different. Well, I know I'm much muscular than him, but uh, you know, I, I, that can't be helped. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was worth mentioning because I mean, Dan Byrne have a smart car. Yes, he does. He it does is, indeed. Yeah. But, it is. but listen, he, when he got out, he looked like an old cripple when he got out the Lamborghini. I've got it, sympathy for him. I, I struggled to get into a Porsche, so I don't a fucking Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's just one of those things I'd mentioned. But one one player that uh, we are going to mention and one player that has featured on our Patreon podcasts. And by the way, guys, uh, thank you to everybody that signed up to the Patreon. Uh, there is a lot more to come on there. But we did the, the original one that we did with me and Alex, the very first one we did on there. By the way, the links are in the description for Patreon. Go and have a look at it. See what you think. Um, there is a little fee for it every month, but that goes towards the channel. Um, and you know, it, it, we do a lot of podcasts that we don't film. So there's a lot on there. And the first one was Jamal Lewis, Alex. And I just wasn't impressed with what I saw with him yesterday. I, I, I generally wasn't. He had an opportunities in the first half to, to, to get down and get some crosses in, but he kept turning back and as if he didn't have any confidence. And when he went to left back, my God, I mean, his defending was just dreadful. Yeah. I, I think, right. So, when he was getting onto onto the sort of the, the left side of the box in a decent position to whip in across, the, the problem was is to 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 get him there. Maxi was having to drop deep. Um, I mean, a you're playing a left winger as a centre forward. His instinct was to try and build up on that side anyway, instinctively. And the problem was is they would everybody would drop deep to try and build up. You know, Richie's also left footed on that right side, and we'll try and focus that way. So you got to a point where. Lewis would have a burst of pace and would get would get there, and there's no one in the box, and it's just it's just what happens when you've it's the personnel you've selected and their styles of play, and 
you know, obviously they've not played that before with that system. You know, we played a double pivot with Trippier in it. It was all it was all a bit of a mishmash. Um, on on the one hand, Lewis was terrible in my opinion, but then on the other hand, I do feel really sorry for him because he played in a completely unorthodox system with with a complete everybody was out of position. He was playing as a winger. And I feel like at the same time, it's a little bit unfair to judge him on that performance. If you judge him on a settled team in a left in the left back position and let him have a go there. Um, I think on the performance, bad. But in context, what did you expect? Um, I mean, who, if we put any of our left backs in the left wing, you know, if we put Dan Byrne or, or, or Paul Dummett, or even if we put Mankiw up on the right wing, I don't think any of them would have done any better. Um, of course it was going to happen. Um, well, you mentioned Dummett there. I mean, I was really... A lot of people surprised Dummett yeah, wasn't involved yesterday. I, I don't understand this Paul Dummett situation. Why yeah. have we given him a contract and he can't even get in the squad against Gateshead? I do well, not get it. The journalist should have asked the question because obviously um, Howe mentioned Lascelles had a, uh, a tight muscle. Fair enough. Like he gave us an explanation for a few of the players, mm-hmm. but then didn't give us an explanation for Hendrick didn't give us I don't think Hayden we had an, an explanation for either or dumb it so it would have been nice if the journalists would have pressed you know a few players so we could we could at least you know try and figure it out as fans what's going on but it's just frustrating the fact that we're giving a contract to somebody who's not going to feature against Gateshead if he's not going to feature against Gateshead who is he going to feature against I'll give it a clue Rangers I think he's virtually certain to play against Rangers what you dumb reckon? it Mm-hmm. Well, who else is going to play left back? You did two of them played yesterday. Three of them played yesterday if you count Dan Byrne. The only one that's fresh is, is Paul Dummett. So I imagine he's going to play against Yeah, but there's going to be unlimited substitutions, you would imagine. So he might be able to just play 45 yeah, minutes. Anyway. Well, yeah, he'll play, he'll play at least at least half the game, I imagine. Well, I imagine he'll start it as well. Just not Interesting. Too much confidence, I've got to say, but there you go. Because he was well, there watching, wasn't he? So yeah, yeah, um, they were all there watching. But I mean, I, I just found it strange. I find the whole Paul Dummett situation very strange. Anyway, um, guys, we have got over eleven hundred watching. Thank you once again for uh, you know tuning in to us on a on a Sunday evening. Really do appreciate that. If you are enjoying the show, as usual, guys, please do give it the thumbs up. Uh, we really do need those likes coming in. It keeps us in the search results on YouTube. And also, if you're new and like what you see, please do hit the subscribe button. It's free to do so. And also that notification bell to let you know when we upload any videos or we schedule any live shows in. Um, I do like to apologize to uh, <laughs> quite a few of the Discord members who suddenly disappeared off our server yesterday. Uh, there was a technical error. Um, and unfortunately, some people uh, will have to sign on or sign in again uh, to become part of the Discord server. Um, with just a complete technical error. So we do apologize for that. But if you sign up again, everything will be great. Lots of good stuff coming to Discord as well. Um, and uh, we are going to be doing sort of, uh, well, a little something for the members. Uh, it's going to be like a, a, an after-show party, if you like, uh, where we go into the Discord server for around about half an hour after a live show and speak. You know, we'll speak to you uh, behind the scenes on Discord. You can ask any questions. You can interact with us. So that's going to be something for the members uh, coming up very shortly as well. Um, become a member, if you're not already, by hitting that join button just underneath the three of us. That will... Uh, that will make you a member and uh, money towards the channel. Yes, it'll be supporting the channel, but you'll also get the membership 
perks. Um, so yeah, do sign up for that as well. Uh, have I missed anything out, guys? Anything? Oh, the Patreon, Alex. Do you want to give the Patreon a shout? Yeah, yeah. So obviously the YouTube membership's different. YouTube memberships is going to be like private shows and not that kind of private show, Billy. Um, and things to do with the Discord, <laughs> additional perks. So it's it's going to be additional viewing and things like that. Whereas the Patreon is completely separate and it's just. So you know when I go on a side rant about something quite specific. Well, uh, I mean, we, that's we quite, never, you know. Occasionally, we're very well aware of that, Alex. So there's a few things that we don't get a chance to go into in real depth. So we'll talk about a fringe player, um, and it's we don't have the time to go and discuss it for half an hour. So we'll just go and do it on a on a Patreon podcast, and it means we can just kind of blow out our thoughts on a lot of different topics that we just don't have the time to get into live shows. Um, and then it's in audio form. It's much quicker for us to to set up and record. It gets it out quickly for people that you can just go and listen to on the go. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you don't have to sign up for it, obviously all the, all the YouTube content is free to like and subscribe to. If you do want to become a member, then that just helps. And, you, you, you know, you're going to be included in all the giveaways and all the additional stuff we're going to do for YouTube members. But then the Patreon is just something different. If you do, do want extra podcasts to listen to during the day or whenever, um, it's just, just fun for us to talk, talk about extra stuff and UFC. It's really exciting at the moment. So, yeah, uh, hopefully I'm going to be sorting out a Jamal LaSalle's one is going to be next on the, the, the what's next. Um, followed by all the juicy stuff to do with Gateshead and Rangers, of course. Well, we don't know if LaSalle's is actually fit yet, do we? Because um, obviously he was injured and uh, no. uh, didn't feature yesterday. I don't think he's featured much. In, in he, he does look ripped. Uh, I think you mentioned that yesterday, Billy. He does look mm. extremely ripped um, and ready to go. But uh, obviously you can, you can look fit. But... I got told off when I said that about Callum Wilson last season, that he looked really, really fit, very lean and athletic. It was the way you worded that about Callum Wilson, Alex. It sound, you worded it, sounded, it the same way It about sounded like you needed a hotel room. Um, anyway, uh, we have another new member, John Morn. Welcome to Members Club, John. Thank you very much for signing up. And welcome to the Team Review family, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, Jordy Tune for Life says, remember Longstaff has been out injured as well. Uh, yes, that's a very, very good point. Um, oh, can I just add one more thing on as well? I forgot because Tom's put it in the chat. Yeah, so Billy and Tom obviously did some historical stuff on NUFC and they're going to be doing lots of interesting shows. Um, I don't know yes, exactly what you guys are doing. It's uh, top secret stuff, but... It is private and confidential at the moment. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but there is some good stuff. And don't forget, uh, Tune Review Gaming will be coming soon. Um... A lot of us will be involved in that. And uh, Susan and Rachel are uh, undergoing the Toon Review Fitness uh, podcasts, which will be starting in the near future. Uh, so if you want to get into your fitness and lose a bit of uh, plumpness or that excess beef, uh, then uh, hopefully they can help you uh, to lose that. So uh, we do have those available. I believe they're on Twitter and that new threads. Uh, so if you want to go and uh, follow us on there, you can as well. Um, Jordan says, uh, Longstaff won't make the start in 11 with Tonali, Bruno, and Joe Seven in midfield. Uh, he will only be a bench player. Hate to say it, but there you go. Uh, well, I mean, it, I, I, would, I wouldn't I would call him a bench player, Billy. I think more a rotational player. Yeah, 100%. He's going to get loads of minutes. You know, there'll be games where Tonali's not quite 100% up to it, and, and Longstaff will play, or Bruno, whatever. You know, it's going to be a squad game this season. It's going to have to be with the amount of games we've got coming to us, potentially. In the seventies, corner, uh, Ralph we? So, yep, that's uh, not just called players bench players. They're not playing every week. They're all first team players at the end of the day. Yeah, the squad players, and and that, and we've said that many times uh, throughout this summer uh, that we need a squad, and hopefully, um, 
you know, there's a couple of more signings to come through the door. Where do you stand at the moment, Alex, Because on, on what Eddie had to say about the transfers? Because uh, he, he kind of gave sort of, for me, it was very cryptic messages because he was one minute saying that he's working under a very strict budget. Uh, the next, uh, he's saying that he realises that he does have to bring players in, but he also mentioned that those players don't have to be the, the massive big names that uh, everybody's expecting through the door. Yeah, I mean, if you break it down logically and think about it, we struggled with injuries at the back end of last season. The last few games, our, our starting eleven was hanging by a thread. And, and let's not forget, we got lucky that Kieran Trippier managed to make 37 starts last season. He's a 33-year-old right back. Um, Fabian Cher as well, the fact that he played, I think he was 36, 37 starts as well. Um, we were awfully lucky. We were the walking wounded at the back end of last season. And we've added one additional first-team player. Um, so if we're gonna if we're gonna continue with this intense play style, which is which is manic. I mean, if you, if if people remember, if you can cast your minds back to Jurgen Klopp's first eighteen months to two years at Liverpool, they were injury ravaged. It was it was constant calves and hamstrings going ping left, right, and centre. Um, and then sort of third season, they were absolutely monstrous. They they were just blowing teams away five nil, six nil, five nil, five one. It was it was bonkers. Um, so if, if we're going to do this next season and play this way, um, we're going to have a minimum of 46 fixtures, plus obviously friendlies, pre-seasons and things like that. Um, you know, we've got one one additional midfielder in for the first team. Mm. So, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, go on. Sorry, Alex. Well, I, I'm just saying it makes what he said makes perfect sense. Uh, everybody's a lot of journalists are all twisting it in their own way to form their own articles and their own narratives. He's just saying the truth. We need more players, but there's mm. no point in signing players if it doesn't fit the criteria. They need to be the right age, the right profile. They need to fit the squad building project. You know, we don't want to be signing a 32-year-old on high wages that's going to be useless in, in you know... Well, it, plus it the fact... The right... Yeah, but plus the fact we know what Eddie Howe can do with players. You know, just because they're not standout names, what's to say that they can't sign for Newcastle and suddenly become superstars? Why do we have to bring the superstars in? We have a manager who can transform players into superstars. He's proved it with the players that are already there. You know, Joe Linton is a superstar now. He's a Brazilian international. He's known throughout the world now. He was known for a failure for two years under Steve Bruce. But now Eddie Howe comes in, transforms him into a, a, a world-class midfielder. And he is a world-class midfielder. You know, it, it, just because he... You know, he might not be that midfielder that bursts forward and scores loads of goals, but by God, he's a midfielder that any any team would want in the middle. Now he's tenacious, he's physical, mm -hmm. he's got the right he's got the right he's got the right head on his shoulders for a start. He knows how to look after himself, um, and he seems like a really down to earth, lovely guy as well. From what we've been told, uh, so just what we just the kind of player that we need. Um, so why can't we get players in to become superstars? I've just seen Paolo's comment as well. I, I, I just want to address this because I've seen this quite a lot on Twitter in the last couple of days as well. So Paolo's just said, we need we need players. I mean, oh God, I've lost this comment. We need players, but need someone better than Ashworth to deal with it. Mm, mate, I've, I've seen this a few a few times on Twitter in the last couple of days saying, where is our Mitoma? Where is our Caicedo? Uh, that takes five, six, seven, eight years of building a scouting network, having your scouting team doing all it takes years to 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 be able to to unearth these gems you don't yeah. do it in six months that's not how that works um it's never worked that way 
Like I think we've already done a great job. If if you look at some of the youngsters we've managed to snatch, um, like Alex Murphy looks great. Um, Minter Ooh. looks great. Qual looks like a good prospect. We've already unearthed a few that might be useful in the next twelve to twenty four months. Um, you're not you're not going to get a, a good hit rate like Brighton have got for a few more years. I think people need to calm down with the Ashworth expectation. Um, I, I think give him a couple more years. Honestly, yeah. like what what was it I used to say? You can't hatch him hatch him out of eggs. Oh, Got to give him a couple of years. We'll look, there was another we'll one yesterday that we've, we've not spoke about. Howard Nasby was absolutely outstanding. At yeah, I was coming on to him, <laughs> Billy. Yeah, uh, uh, he was absolutely superb. Uh, we'll come on to him in just a moment. Kieran, thank you for becoming a new member. Uh, thank you for your support of the channel and welcome to Members Club, my friend. Uh, Stex, uh, why does it matter where Stato and Billy are from? It, 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 it's, it doesn't matter. Just because they're not from Newcastle doesn't mean they're not as big a Newcastle fans as the rest of us. Uh Alex lives near Northampton, Billy Coventry, uh, but obviously you'll not find too big a Newcastle fans. We're all supporting the same club. Um, yeah, uh, there you go. There I just you go. thought I'd get that just to show people. That's like that's like eight, eight or nine-year-old me shirt from there you go. over 20 years ago. So. I've been uh, being Billy, disappointed at football matches for over 50 years now, so... Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some, we've seen some highs and some very, very lows. Uh, but Billy, just explain about Harrison Ashby yesterday because we mentioned him a few times uh, when he came on in the commentary how he had very, very similar uh, physical attributes to to Kieran Trippier. Yeah, hundred percent. And it was seamless. Came on, did exactly the same job as Kieran Trippier did. Uh, energetic, up and down the line, very good defensively. Got all his tackles in. Didn't give the ball away. Looks like a seamless transition to me. Looks a really, really good player. First time we've seen him as well. I was really impressed with him. Mm. Um, by the way, a lot of people saying uh, about the game on Tuesday, it's on NUFC TV. Uh, so it, it's free on there to, to watch. Um, but what we always say for, for, for when Newcastle games are on, knock the commentary off, listen to the commentary on the Toon Review and watch the game with us. Um, you know, you can watch it online and listen to our commentary. Um, and it's much better. So there. Uh, Darren says, uh, Craig Hope piled the pressure on Carriers before the final last year with a stupid post. Uh, was no need. Can't stand the bloke. Luke Edwards is a tool too. Uh, look, Craig Hope's because... He's, he, I mean, look, I, I've got nothing against Craig Hope. I think, I think he's, um, he's had his ups and downs with Newcastle United report, and I think it's fair to say. Um, I just think he's been slightly on the negative side at the start of this season for some reason. Um, just with his... He seems to... You know, if any reports come out, he's, he's he's slamming them down straight away, and he's he's not really he's not really very positive at the minute, Craig Hope. I don't know why. I, I think I think you've got to. I agree. I I, I like Craig Hope, and I, I, I think Luke Edwards has got some some valuable things as well to say. And you know, you've got to respect them. As well, I'll, I'll never but... say anything. I'll never no, say that about Luke Edwards. Fair enough, but um, you've got to you've got to understand that they they need engagement, um, and constantly every day putting putting articles about sunshine and rainbows is not is not going to get the clicks um necessarily so it's not i'm not saying that i'm not suggesting there's anything lying going of, of course not they're, they're they're just acting on sources and real information you know luke, luke edwards i mean i i was critical of luke edwards article the other day about the the potential collapse of next season if we don't get the transfer window right and he is completely right however it was a very ill-timed article based on the fact that it was you know, we've got what seven weeks left of the transfer window. It, it was just a bit bonkers. It's unnecessary. Cool. Um, you know, it, it's like saying, it's like saying anything. It's it's madness. You could say that about any team in the league if they don't get the transfer window right. It's just, you know, if, if your aunt's your uncle and and all, all that nonsense. It's it's 
a little bit unnecessary. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, you just got to take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, by the way, I stand corrected on the game. It's seven ninety nine to watch the game. Um, it, it, Rangers are broadcasting it online as well, and all the money raised from the uh, from the seven ninety nines is going to uh, McGregor's chosen charity. So it is going to a good cause. Obviously, I didn't realize that. I th- I've, I've never seen it advertised at seven ninety nine. I just read that it was it was going to be uh, broadcast online. Uh, it is going to be seven ninety nine to watch the game. So even if you if you don't want to pay that, then you can just listen to the commentary right here uh, on the tune review. But I, I didn't realize, so I do stand corrected on that. Uh, but I suppose you, you know, knowing that it's going to a good cause, uh, obviously McGregor is donating all of the the testimonial money to charity, which I, I think is fantastic. Uh, the mighty wind says, "Does anyone know why the stadium was half empty?" Uh, yes, uh, I actually found this out last night that um, Gateshead were only allowed to sell eleven and a half thousand tickets. Um, which left another 5,000 empty seats. Uh, I don't know why that is. I don't know what stipulation that was for, uh, but it, it, they were only allowed to sell 11,500 tickets. I don't know whether some of the seating in the ground isn't ready or, the, the, you know, I don't know. Um, but that was the reason that there were so many empty seats yesterday. Uh, they, they were given a capacity of 11,500 to sell. So that's the reason why. Um, Alex will be back in a second. Um We've got a £5 Super Chat coming from Gareth Bascom again. Thank you, Gareth. £5 Super Chat. Thank you, Alex, for that explanation. Love to you all. You're very welcome, my friend. Um, now, Billy, the, the, I mean, some people are saying that the, the weather probably caused a little bit of an issue yesterday. Um, I know that, uh, you know, I've got noise-canceling headphones and I could hear the claps of thunder from outside. I mean, it, it was... I mean, I've seen some of the, you know, I've seen Newcastle fans TV video and Adam's... And, you know, the, the rain, certainly at half time was, was, I mean, it was biblical. Yeah, I saw uh, Peter Proudlock's video. He was, was yeah. filming down in the, in the, in the yeah. water was coming up with it every stride. Uh, it was surface water. So, not an easy game to play on. And it's not an easy game to gain fitness. Well, it's a good game to gain fitness on. It's not a good game if you're not fit to play on because, you know, bottomless ground, it's not good. Not good for the old calves and the Achilles tendons. But, we're coming through it okay, so I guess it's a, a positive in that with regards because you will get, get your fingers in your leg without a doubt. I mean, it was unbelievable. Foxy says preseason is preseason. The results are never important. Uh, all about getting minutes in the legs for players uh, and for how to see where the youth fringe players are at. I mean, we know all about you know what results mean in preseason, but I think you know the, the the more time goes on, I think the more preseason does become a little bit more important. I mean, I remember going to Leighton Orient and getting an absolute pummeling down there. We thought we were going to have a disastrous season and it didn't work out that way. Uh, it, you know, so yes, I do understand that as well. Um, what makes Newcastle unique compared to Man City or Arsenal is players have free reign to ad-lib. I'm not sure about that. I think Man City have got that kind of freedom too. Well, um, yeah. I, I think Arsenal, to be honest. Yeah. Um Mason says, I feel a bit harsh on Maxi. I just think he should have been in the box a few times when Richie was uh, lobbing balls into the box. Uh, to be honest, Mason, I didn't really see Richie lob a lot of balls into the box yesterday. Um, I think, I think, it, I do, Alex, I think you mentioned this at the end of the game yesterday about Richie. He, he didn't seem to stand out very much. Um, you know, he, he was, he was, he was around, but I don't think he stood out as much as he possibly could have yesterday. No, so I mean, I you can see his technical quality, which is what I always try and point out. Um, 
and I always say that I wish he was five years younger because I think he's he's still got a really good you know left foot on him and he's very technically gifted. Um, but yeah, he's just you're playing him on the right wing as an inverted, you know, he's an inverted winger, and it just didn't work. He didn't oh. look confident doing anything with his, his right foot. The best thing was the first, what was it, the ninth second of the game, where he, where he got away and got that right footed shot off that just went past the post. Um, and then beyond that, it was a little bit too slow. You've got to remember trying to play because um, we played different to what we normally do. We had an inverted right winger in in Richie, and then we had a natural left winger in Lewis, if you can call it that. Um, so you you know you're playing to build up and not just whip balls into the box, but then you're doing that with a, a completely rotated side that aren't used to playing together and are all in different positions. Mm. So those two things don't match they don't they don't work together you know trying trying to recycle possession and be careful but then playing a bunch of rotated players it doesn't work like that uh graham says agree sports cars and seats don't do your bank any favors uh and i would think the club would mention this and recommend certain cars your range rovers etc must be better for comfort i mean look i i I mean how many i don't know whether you used to watch the old top gear when they used to go on these um you know these tours and, and around Europe and stuff like that. And Clarkson always used to get these like Lambos and things like that. And then, you know, halfway through the the, the show, he would be getting out of them. Like he couldn't walk. Um, that, that just my opinion, I just can't see how no that difference. does the body any. It makes no difference. Not with the amount of time that they, these players are spending in these cars. If Maxi's driving it to the South coast every other weekend, fine. Yeah. He's, he'll just be driving it around the city center and then he goes in every day and gets a sports massage and has a physiotherapist and does all of his warm-ups. It's fine. Like it's mm. not like I mean, the only occasion where it makes sense is when I think we had this conversation about Wilson was driving down to the South Coast quite regularly. I mean that mm, maybe that's that. Well, it'd be interesting to, be to, to, to hear the views of a chiropractor on that and see what what uh, you know what they say about that. I, I just it's a point. How far do you go though? Well. How yeah, far do you, you go? You know, if you're continually getting hamstring injuries and things, it it, it can affect y- y- your hamstrings, Alex. I know for it, uh, a few people have mentioned that in the chat. But look, I mean, I don't think. For, do I think Maxi's injuries are caused by his car? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But it, 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 uh, all I mentioned was that. the three stages it took him to get out of that Lambo, and he it, it took him around thirty yards before he looked like he was actually walking properly. Um, you know, it's just, it was just so funny to watch. But where's the line if we start talking about well, that? You know, I know, oh, we, I know. When, you, when you have your dinner in the evening, you've got to have a stand up desk to eat your a stand up dining room table. And then, oh, if you've got a match on Saturday, no funny business with the missus, uh, you know, from Wednesday onwards. Yeah, you know, where, where does it end? Um, well, I don't know. Some, somebody actually emailed me offering a, a, a stand up desk to review it on the channel. Could you believe? Um, I'm not that old. Uh, she says uh, Dummett's contract was extended for the fact that he's homegrown club trained, uh, which is a quota we need to fulfil under UEFA rules. Yeah, I know that. Exactly. That's my point. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, you know, and, and it's not like he's on low wages. You know, he's, he's on a good sum of money. Uh, I mean, how much, Billy, do you think, you know, Dummett will be on, on this new contract? I imagine 40 to 50k. Couldn't say much more than that. So it's mm. still a no. I doubt that. Surely, no, I would. No, no, I would no. go. He's, he's, how many games he played for Newcastle? Was he still like been here ten. Well, I would. I would 12, look for the. I would years. probably look. I would look games, twenty. Tops? Yeah, I'd probably say around twenty twenty five k 
Um, but it's still, it much. I think he'd be on around ten to fifteen, because his contract was expiring. So the club were well within their rights to say, right, we'll give you another year, but it's going to be considerably lower. Interesting mm. to know. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Rani Granny says, I never get apologies from Paul. Uh, well, rightly so, because of your stupid images that you put in the in, in the chat that every single time. It's amazing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've never had hair like that since it's I was like born. like Paul and Zorro. Yes, indeed. Uh, Pont Mag says, do you think we could package up these surplus players for sale? Uh, for example, Lewis plus Hayden plus Hendrick for 7 million to Luton. Or Dalo and Mankio for nine million to Leeds, for example, rather than individual sales. You buy one, you get one free. That's yeah, well, <laughs> Luton can't afford the pound. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe, but it just depends on the club, doesn't it? You know, I, mean, I think Forest are going to be careful about buying anybody else from us again after what's well, happened uh, with yeah. Shelby and um, Chris Wood, and Luton uh, can't afford the wages. And I think Bournemouth, uh, maybe Bournemouth, but I think Bournemouth know they're better than that. Yeah. Uh, John says, guys, you're all very loyal, but the highlights reel I saw was very ordinary. Some have had only six weeks off. I don't know, just wondering if Tenali had his head in his hand saying, what have I done? Well, John, no, because <laughs> it wasn't anywhere near a first 11 yesterday. It was a lot of the kids playing yesterday. That's why, uh, that you know, all the superstars were sitting watching the game with them. Uh, and I'm sure that Tenali has seen the likes of Bruno and Joe Linton and Joe Willick, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we've got a lot of big names to come back in. Our wingers uh, with Jamal Lewis and Matt Ritchie. Yeah. And uh, By the way, I, I was quite disappointed with Matty Target yesterday. Um, mm. He, he yeah, didn't seem to get himself involved a lot. Um, and when he did, he, he seemed like to lose he's, them. He's lost five yards of pace. That injury last yeah. year, just, every time I've seen him, he looks feeble. doesn't look very strong at all. doesn't look very quick. Yeah, I'll yeah agree I'd that. agree with that. Uh, I just, just something. I mean, look again. It's first, it's first preseason. Uh, we, we can't really judge, but I think Tuesday night, as I say, is going to be a very, very different kettle of fish. It really will be. Uh, I didn't I'm get a chance to say it by the game. way when you were talking about other players. I was also very, very impressed with Carius. I agree completely mm. with what you guys oh. said. He looked sharp, quick with his hands, quick to release and start counter attacks. Um, really impressed. Obviously. We got that nice video from a couple of months ago when Shea Given went and did that nice training session with all of the goalkeepers. It does look like they train very, very hard. Um, the training looks like it's improved dramatically, like drastically all over the pitch for all age groups and positions. Um, and you, you can literally see it in Karius's game. He, he looks so much better than the last time I saw him play. Yeah. Uh, David says, Alex was smacking his lips when he spoke about ripped players. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, Mason says, did anyone see Martin Tyler on Tyneside Live at the game yesterday? No. Um, Christian says, can you please put the fantasy football link up again? Uh, hang on a minute. Uh, I, I believe I've still got it. Uh, no, well, I'll put the code up. This is the code. So this is the code to join the league for the fantasy football. So if you go and uh, put your team in and then join the league, there is your code. So if you want to write it down, uh, just so you know, uh, and that is the uh, the code to join the league. I felt uh, pressured the other night, so I put my team in now. Have you really? Well, we'll we'll have a look at that, Billy, in uh, in the next Premier League uh, fantasy show. Uh, it should be very interesting. Uh, James twenty four says, "I personally, Longstaff will get cup games and other games, uh, just not the top sides. But he's earned his place, getting us in the top four. Uh, yeah, he's, he he has. He's got money in the bank for me. He's, he was one of the standout players last season." 
And he proved that when he got injured because we 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 were on the ropes when he wasn't playing. Uh, and he certainly took a lot of the shit off uh, off Bruno as well. So additionally, it's worth remembering we've got five substitutions we can use. And last season we didn't have the depth to to really be able to take advantage of that. Uh, last season it was a lot of we weren't really using all of them at all, to be honest. Whereas this season, obviously, depending on what happens with the rest of the transfer window, mm. we might be in a position where we can we can use five subs quite regularly. Um, yeah. And people will get more minutes literally just because of that nice rule change. Indeed. Uh, Peter says, it seems uh, to be something managers do now where they have a starting 11 and also a final 11. Uh, you need players from both of them. Uh, Jan says, uh, how cannot say this or that player is off or we got one trillion in the kitty? Uh, yeah, he's not going to tell anybody anything. Um, and and, and it, you know, if you believe these people that say, "Oh, we've got such and such in available to spend," it's all bollocks, man. The, 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 nobody from the club is going to come out and say, "Oh, we've got this." Uh, you know, this is our budget. You know, keep it on the, uh, you know, keep it on the QT. You know, just put it out there in a few weeks' time. Yeah, but he could he could have said something diff- slightly different because you can still be politically politically correct and be open to offers. Like he could have he could have said, "We love we love Maxi, but however, we are open to offers for." For players within the squad, if obviously the right the right prices are offered, he could have still said something politically correct, but he didn't. He chose to full out and flat out just say no, he's not going. Yeah. So, uh, John says uh, Brighton fans were saying Ashworth isn't the mastermind in all them signings. Well, I wonder why they're saying that. Is it because they're a little bit bitter that he's gone? Uh, well, I mean, it's all the data agency, to be fair. But Ashworth still oversees a lot of that, like. You've got to give him some credit. Exactly, exactly. Um, a lot of people were talking about Garan Kowal's uh, non-appearance uh, yesterday. Uh, he had been playing for Australia um, for a month, so he's been given a little bit of extended time, and that's why you haven't seen him in any training or anything like that. Uh, still think he'll be out on loan next season. Um, it, it's, it's obviously trying to come up with a good club for him to go to next season. Uh, I've seen some people mention Leicester City would might be a good uh, a, a good place for him to go. You know, if we, if we uh, do an agreement with Harvey Barnes, could we send Kowal on loan? I think that would be a good move for him. Possibly, possibly. I think we may if if, if he's around, we may see him. High box Tuesday. He's played there before. He scored there before. In fact, so it could be a a little t- telltale if he if he's playing Tuesday or not. Possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, is the paid stream for Rangers available outside the UK? Uh, I don't know. Um, all I would say is, you know, use a VPN um, and, and see if it works that way. Because I know it happened last season a lot of the time in pre-season or uh, overseas. Uh, it couldn't watch the friendlies, etc. But they could with a VPN. I don't necessarily know if that'll be uh, 100% right or not. I'm just saying you could try it. Uh, Ryan says, a question for the three lads. Does Howe need to win a trophy this season? I reckon with the chairman interview, they want the success now. I don't think they care about being ahead of schedule. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Will the owners be looking for a trophy, Bill? Of course they will be. Um, But I don't think it means he'll get the sack if he doesn't get one. Um, I think as as time goes on, there'll become more pressure on him and it will help him if he gets one the next season. But I don't say he needs one. I don't think so, no. Alex, what do you reckon? No. I mean, they're, they're not silly. They've brought in a ton of advisors 
and all of these people into the relevant roles. They, you know, real people with real good football knowledge of the industry and the, the business and, and all, all type all, all parts of it. There's no way they will have been have advised incorrectly in in that. It's it's unrealistic. I mean, the only model that's followed that is Chelsea, and that, that's they're the only one that have made it work. It's not it's not really worked for anybody else. Mm. Um, and you you can't have that sort of cutthroat mentality when you've got the back end of the squad that we've got when you've got, you know, Dummett and Gillespie and Fraser and Hendrick, when you've got all of those still on your books, what do you expect? Um, yeah. Of course not. Uh, it only worked for the... Chelsea as well because it was an unlevel level playing field. They were the only ones with the money, weren't they? The FFP didn't exist. That's what only worked for them so well. I mean, I've mentioned this a couple of times. Obviously, we'll do the pre-season show when we talk about the expectations for the upcoming season. We do all the predictions. And people are messaging me constantly. Obviously, Alex Hurst did a podcast the other day talking about the expectations of what would be a failure and stuff. And everybody was asking me on his opinion as well. You can't expect top four again straight away. Like, it's unreal. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's stupid because, you know, even Liverpool, Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, Man United, they can't guarantee it either. It's, mm. it's a stupid thing to sort of, have as have as an expectation. You can have it as a target. Um, I think Man City are the only people with that God given right now where they where they can have an expectation of getting in the top four. Whereas yeah. all of the others, you know, Chelsea went from challenging to twelfth. Liverpool went from challenging for the title to to fifth. Like we we, we I don't want to be harsh to our club, but we don't we haven't earned that yet. We have not earned that yet. We yeah. can't be we can't be miserable if we finish between fifth and eighth. Like Absolutely. it's very possible. Well, Kim Huddle, our resident Spurs fan, hope you're well, buddy. Thank you for tuning in again. Um, will there be any internal pressure on how if he fails to qualify for the Champions League and doesn't win a trophy? Um, will there be pressure on Eddie Howe next season? I think there will be, but there's pressure on every single manager in the Premier League for whatever mm-hmm. reason that may be. Uh, but I, I genuinely believe that Eddie Howe has earned a lot of money in the bank. Uh, yes, there will be pressure. Eddie will put pressure on himself to perform. He, he, he will be the first one to put pressure on himself uh, if you know we start the season badly or things aren't going right. But what we haven't got to do as a fan base is start thinking that things are taking a downward turn just because he's not playing very well. Uh, or the team's not playing very well. You know, we know that there's an element of supporters that will be on his back immediately should we lose a couple of games, but they don't know football. Uh, quite honestly, you know, this man has transformed our football club. He, he really has. Yes, the the, the the new owners have come in and, and helped along the way, but the, the main man who's... And let's not forget, there is a lot of that team last season were under Steve Bruce as well. And I think people fail to realise that and fail to grasp that that what he's done is transformed these players. He's given them the belief. You know, it, yes, it's up to the players once they cross that white line to, to perform. Absolutely. But what Eddie Howe has done is he's improved their game, but he's also given them the belief of them. He's given them the self-belief to go out there and perform every week to the highest possible caliber. And can they get better? Absolutely. I don't think there's not, not many players have hit the peak yet. There, there is an important point of literally what you've just said about can players get better. We, you've got to remember Willock should have scored four or five additional goals. He underperformed his XG massively, as did Botman, as did Fabian Scher, as did Dan Byrne. There were a ton, of, as did Longstaff as well. There were a bunch of players in that squad that should have had 
more goals. Like we should have had upwards of 15 more goals. The set pieces didn't work as we, we were intending them to. There's a lot of room for improvement just, just through what we've got already. And that's yeah. without factoring in any additional improvements or new players. Like we could, if we can just fix the bad luck with that, that instantly helps. Mm-hmm. The worrying uh, thing Texas... to me is if we don't qualify for Champions League next season, we may have players that are unhappy at not being in Champions League and may want to move away. High-profile players. There is always that risk. There, there is always going to be that risk, isn't there? Uh, Steck says, don't get me wrong, Paul, regarding the host origin, I was just curious. No problem, Eddie. Uh, Mima's from Coventry, uh, my second team. How about Billy? Yeah, Billy's from Coventry. Uh, yeah, second team's Newcastle United, we're ladies' team, and I don't have any of second team at all. Yeah, he's not affiliated with Coventry. Um, lives near the ground, but uh, doesn't doesn't support them. Uh, he's he's black and white through and through his war bill, as is uh, uh, Ming the Merciless up there. Um, Matty says uh, they aren't even comfortable. It literally is just getting in and out of what is is, is annoying. I don't see the point of these little low down cars. Are they? crazy? Um, well, Alex, it's only because you you know little garden gnomes like yourself can fit in them. You know, normal sized people can't fit in Lambos and stuff these days. You know, it's only people that sit there next to a pond with a fishing rod. They, they can get in and out of little cars quite easily. And I only said that because I saw you smirking. Uh, anyway, um, talking about the motors and... Uh, well, we're not going into motors and nookie with the missus. That's just mental. Uh, <laughs> uh, Leslie says, good evening, Paul uh, and everyone. Garner is here. Uh, God, that's like... A, we're not the Eurovision Song Contest. Good evening, Garner calling. Uh, but they're not in Europe, so they, they never do that. Uh, Dark by designs is looting the vast for the home games to be suspended. The ground isn't ready yet. I, look, I, I don't know what to make of this looting situation. I mean, I've seen a lot of people making comments on social media regarding it, saying, you know, they should have realized that this day might come. They should have done something about the stadium, etc. Um, but listen, why would they spend, you know, Luton's not the biggest club in the world. Why would they spend that much money? Uh, getting the ground revamped when it didn't really need to be done until now. You know, they, they haven't got a lot of money. They're not even going to be signing a lot of players by the looks of things either. So, you know. I think if ever um, there's a certainty for relegation, I think it's them. Uh, Susan says, I've got to go closer to the mic. Pack it in. It makes me sound very deep. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh uh, Paul, you're talking Maxi's hamstring, but you have not mentioned Joe Willock's hamstring problems now. Well, I don't know what car he drives. I mean, if we can find out what he drives, then maybe we'll have a chat about it and see if there is any kind of link. I mean, does Callum Wilson drive a, a, a low sports car? Um, I mean, for me, if it was me and I had that kind of money, I'd go for the Range Rovers and the, 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 the you know the beefy cars like that. But you know, uh, that's just me. I mean. Alex, you'd probably suit a smart car like Dan Byrne. Hey, if you're buying me a smart car, you can buy me a smart car. That's fine. God, I mean, uh, no, because you'd look too much like Noddy then. Uh, anyway, uh, Mrs. Tunerview says uh, to Clarkie, me and Rachel can make you lean and buff if you want to go on, but I'm afraid it's a no from us. Uh, I've no idea what conversation that is. I'm staying well out of that one. Um but that is it, guys. We've come to the end of the show. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, tomorrow night, guys, are we, uh, do we have a transfer show? Should we throw in a transfer show tomorrow night? Or are we going to preview the Rangers game? We can do a bit of both, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I've already started Rangers prep. Um, so if you want to do yeah. half and half, we can do half yeah. a transfer show, half Rangers preview. Yeah, we can uh, we can fit everything in. Uh, Danny says Paul would fly in by helicopter. Listen, you couldn't pay me enough money to get in a helicopter, right? The only helicopter I would ever travel in is Airwolf, right? Nothing else. Um, those of you that don't have a clue what Airwolf is, I suggest you go on YouTube it. Uh, what a machine that was, by the way. Uh, but I wouldn't, nobody could pay me to get in one of them. Uh, Willick does not have a PLP 50. <laughs> Stu, no way. Sounds like they were earlier. <laughs> no, God, the old classics, bloody hell. Uh, but listen, guys, we've had over 1,200 watching tonight again. It's absolutely magnificent. Thank you so much for all your support that you're giving this channel at the minute. Uh, we cannot uh, show our appreciation enough. It is it, We are genuinely astonished uh, that we get so much support on these live shows. Uh, it's brilliant that our subscribers are ri rising at the pace they are as well. Um, it, it is all down to you. All down to you guys out there. Thank you to all the new members that have signed up tonight and, of course, the Super Chatters. Uh, Mod Squad, superb again. Uh, but some great chat again going on in the uh, in the chat, funny enough. Uh, but uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, keep an eye out for the daily news shows coming up during the week and, of course, the live shows. Uh, we will let you know as soon as possible when they're scheduled in. Uh, we are going to have a little bit of a chinwag now about the shows coming up, and then uh, we will schedule them in. So, uh, Fez, get ready for some thumbnails, my friend. Uh, they'll be coming at you tonight. Uh, but thank you for watching, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening, and we'll see you very, very soon. Good night, guys. I wear the lads and lasses. Come back and check on some green day.